Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher and the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Taryn, Joe, the Flyers have a road win. The first road victory for the team in 2022. Their first road win since December 29th. Taryn is dancing and celebrating. It is worth it. (laughs) The Flyers needed the road win. They had not won, as I said, since December 29th on the road. They had lost 13 straight away from home, but they beat the Blues 5-2 on Thursday night. So some good vibes for the Flyers heading into the weekend. And I thought one of the most enjoyable moments of that game, if you're a Flyers fan, is watching Hayden Hodgson. His NHL debut, a 26-year-old winger, he was playing for two different ECHL teams last year. Now he's in the NHL and he's helping the Flyers win a game in St. Louis against a team that's Probably going to be in the playoffs. Goal and assist for Hodgson. Nice player. Taryn, uh, how enjoyable was that for you to watch that kid go out there and have a nice game? It was enjoyable. I'll I'll say, I mean, I think I think Hodgson's story is is pretty great. We're going to tell it tonight on Flyers Premium Live. I, I also have to say the other real positive for me was Owen Tippett. Like, I, I think that he seems like he's more comfortable. He's getting better. He's <clears throat> more impactful. As games go on, I think they pointed out last night, it did seem like as the game wore on, maybe he was more fatigued, but it's because he didn't play as much ice time in Florida as he's played here, so it's understandable. But you, I, I think in terms of immediately coming in and giving you things to be positive about for a guy who's replacing a franchise legend, um, it's I, I liked what I've seen from him in terms of the promise and the upside and so on and so forth, and we'll see what he continues to bring. But, yeah, it, it was really cool to see Hodgson, especially when you know his story and everything he's been through. Um, but as well, seeing uh, Owen Tippett play the way he played, especially in the earlier parts of last night's game, um, big positive takeaway for me, Jordan. Absolutely. I feel like Owen Tippett is one of the guys you want to keep an eye on the rest of the year. You want to get to know this guy, see him get a stretch of games, and and really see what he can bring to this team. So 100%, Taryn. Joe, how about you? What uh, what positive takeaways did you take from from that win in St. Louis? Uh, I'm going to take a positive and combine the way Travis Konechny looked in the game and what he said after the game. So the way he looked in the game, we saw obviously two goals, and he could have very easily had three or four. He seemed to be everywhere last night. I mean, he showed the ability to be an absolute sniper, which we've seen in the past, not consistently enough, though. And then after the game, talking about how his – his focus on becoming more of a complete player. This is what the Flyers need. This is the Travis connecting that the Flyers need. And quite frankly, haven't got consistently enough 
from Travis, particularly in the last three seasons. So um, I really was impressed with his game. Um, he seemed to be everywhere on the ice. It was one of those games where it almost seemed like he was playing every other shift. He, he was so noticeable in the game. And uh, obviously the two goals he scored had a chance for a couple more. And then, like I said, what he said after the game to me, really, that's if you're if you're the Flyers front office, that's the kind of stuff you want to hear and see from this player who is part of your future going forward. Yeah, absolutely. It was Konechny's first multi-goal game since the hat trick he scored on the second game of last season against the Penguins. So we had not seen that type of Konechny for a little while, that guy that's putting up multiple goals in one game. And he's on pace to break his career high in assists. So quietly, I think he's going to finish with a pretty productive season. That would be huge for the Flyers going into the offseason. I also thought Kevin Hayes continues to look more and more like himself. He's been great since he's come back from that infection in his groin area. So I think that's another positive for the Flyers moving forward here. Uh, so overall, a good night in St. Louis. Taryn, what do you think the Flyers can continue to build on as they continue this five-game road trip here? Not an easy road trip by any means, obviously. No, and I apologize if you're banging. Apparently, they've decided to do construction just as this podcast has started right outside of my building. Um, I, To your point, I think Kevin Hayes is a huge, huge thing that – the, the team is looking to build, yes, but I think part of the way you're looking to build at this point is to build up individual players again, right? And to Joe's point, seeing TK rediscover that finishing aspect of his game is going to be huge for the future of the Flyers. Seeing Kevin Hayes, Kev, Kevin Hayes for the first time, honestly, I think even since parts of last season, looked like himself in terms of puck security and be able to use his entire body to protect the puck and doing things where you go, how does he keep it on his stick? Because he's able to use all parts of his body. Whereas up until this last return from injury, it was very evident that he was, I give him a lot of credit playing incredibly hard with basically just his upper body. You could tell he couldn't really use his, his upper, his lower body the way he normally does. Um, last night, there was a moment where he drew a penalty and on the penalty, you see him, extend his right arm, his left arm, his left leg. He's kicking the puck onto his stick, whatever. He's literally using every part of his body. That's huge for me is, is being able to see players regain form that seem like they lost it. Because um, also, if you can regain form with a team that's half the team that you started the year with and half a team of prospects, you'd hope that come next year, if everybody's back and you're not playing with as many prospects, that it looks even better, right? So you want to continue to see – TK finishing, Kevin Hayes doing that. I want to see Martin Jones play well. I want to see Carter Hart continue to play well. I want to see Sanheim and Risto popping up into the offense. I want to see their chemistry continue to grow. I want to see Ivan Provorov look like the way I feel like he's looked better the past two games. Um, even more so, I'm already blanking on who they played. The game before uh, that game in St. Louis, I thought Provy looked much more like himself. He he looked like he was not gripping the stick as much as he has been all season. That's huge because it's not like we all know what Provy's capable of. You know, it's not like people don't think he's capable. It was just about him rediscovering it. And he's been through a lot in terms of D partners and what he puts himself through mentally and how difficult he is on himself and all that. So I think him being paired with Cam York and the development of Cam York, there's so many things. And on at this point in the season, I'm looking, maybe with the exception of that, like, Farabee-Atkinson-Hayes connection and the Sanheim-Risto pair, I'm not really looking for chemistry num 
necessarily. I'm looking for individuals to kind of be where they need to be as they head into the off season. That being said, like in St. Louis against a very good team, you saw a lot of guys looking more like they should look doing more of what they should be doing. And that's, that's going to be huge for this team because that's Chuck needs to be able to evaluate what he's got, what it looks like, what it can be if he's going to retool. And I don't think that he's necessarily had a chance to do that at all so far this season. So you want to see it consistently, though. It can't just be spotty games. You need to see consistent TK. You want to see consistent health from Kevin Hayes. You want to see, you know, the consistency from Pro V and the development of York being consistent. That's going to be huge. Um, but I think if last night can be the first step in a path, that could be big for the Flyers. Even if they don't, this is a this is a brutal road trip. Like this is a really brutal road trip. It's not like I expect them to pick up tons of points. Um, but if that path can continue, I think they will pick up points. And I think they will be in a better spot for next season as well. You know what, Jordan, just to pick up on that consistency point that Taryn mentioned, as far as Konechny goes, when you gave the stat there about the last time he had multiple goals in a game, that is crazy to think that it was the beginning of last season yeah. that he was the last time he had multiple goals. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I go around. If you went around the league and look at top six forwards of every team that play in the top six every game, not guys that are back and forth, I would bet there's not that many that have gone that long between multiple goal games. Yeah. And and that's crazy to think. And the Flyers need they the Flyers need consistent goal scoring from him. That's what they paid him to be. That is what they need from him to play in that top six and quite frankly, haven't gotten enough of it. Um, so, you know, it's encouraging, but what we can have is have him disappear for the next 10 games right. after the game that he had against St. Louis. So true. And you look at his goals in that game against the blues. Like they're, there's huge goals, like stuff that's seriously missing when he's not doing it. The one opens the game up. So the flyers get an early lead of about six and a half minutes in on just a, a, Beautiful shot. Like, that's pure talent by connecting right there. And suddenly, like, the weight's lifted off their shoulders a little bit. They have a lead. They're a little more comfortable in a tough building. And then his second goal, it's a 2-1 game. St. Louis is starting to push, and he gets the lead back to 2-3-1. Like, those are just massive goals by a game-changing player. And they they really do need connecting to be a game-changing type of player more consistently. And that's goal scoring. Playmaking is great, and I – I really think he's had a great year, a very good year playmaking-wise. If he if he breaks his career high in assists, that's a pretty solid year. But they they are looking for him to be a goal scorer. This team needs goal scorers, so they need connecting to do that more, I think. But, uh, Taryn, you mentioned a great thing about the defense. I thought the defense has, has looked a lot better. I thought Rasmus Erstelainen had a really good bounce-back game. That was another positive. He was not very good in Detroit in that loss, and he comes out and he just played a real rock-solid game. You didn't notice him once in terms of making a turnover or a bad play. I thought that said a lot about Restalana. And would you agree that he was able to bounce back? And he's always an accountable guy, it seems like, as well. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, most of what I needed to know was addressed in the post the, in the post game of the Detroit game. Like, when a player comes out and he's like, I gave away three goals. We're not going to win games when I give away three goals. And just stands there and kind of takes his lumps and, and gives himself his lumps, to be honest with you. Um 
I think if you're his teammate, you're kind of like, all right, we can move on. Um, and then, yeah, to your point, it's like in the bounce back game, you don't, and I would imagine having played so many years in Buffalo where there were so many struggles, you learned that like, you don't have to do everything right in a bounce back. Like you don't have to overcompensate and have a hat trick in the next game or try to get a hat trick in the next game. Cause you gave up three goals in the game before. Right. You just have to not make those mistakes. And I think that's kind of, to be honest with you, the trap that Provy's fallen into a lot this season is that he, if he seems like if he feels responsible for a mistake, he almost wants to one up the mistake with a positive. And sometimes I think that is a mindset that, I, I mean, you want somebody to be that competitive. You want them to want it that bad, but it is a mindset that seems like it can gnaw at you also. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a huge positive in terms of just, you, it, there's nothing you can say that erases what happened in Detroit, but I think what he said in the post game was pretty spot on for what you want to hear from a player. And then the response in terms of playing a clean game, the next game uh, as well was, ideal i think he was a plus three last night so um you know i think from that front i I like the approach of you know what that happens and it sucks that it happens but the best way to move on is just to not do that again um and he didn't i mean i think might have been because the tarasenko goal was on a power play so i think he was probably out there on the pk for that but like that power play is unreal so um, and I, that goal, I don't think was, had anything to do with him. So, uh, no, I, I like the, the bounce back. I like the way that it was handled post game. And honestly, aside from that Detroit game, I like the way that this pairing looks comfortable getting involved offensively. Like we've seen Sandheim get so involved and it seems that once they found a certain comfort level, he's incredibly involved being a member of the offense, almost playing like a forward at times. And if you go back and you watch Risto's highlights from Buffalo, plenty capable as well to do some cool things with the puck on his stick. And it seems like he's, he's doing little flashes of it here and there as well. So um, yeah, I think in terms of what you wanted to see in the game after that Detroit game, I, I think you kind of saw it because you, Again, like I said before, I think if you get into this trap of I have to one up my mistakes with positives and then you don't do that, you end up just making more mistakes, which is a difficult mindset to, to play with, honestly. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. And Jordan, I'll just say about Risto as well. You know, the tough talk and strong words that Taryn talked about, you know, which we're, we featured prominently on postgame that night, those only work if you back them up. And I think that's the biggest thing is the pairing the words with the response in the next game. Because we've seen plenty of guys talk a, a great game and say all the right things and the things that get, you know, that kind of get in everybody's feelings and then go out and just continue to do the same stuff. The pairing of the the bounce back game with those words, that stuff goes a long way because that's the stuff people remember. They'll say, well, remember that game where he took accountability and he was, you know, he took the whole loss on him and then he came out and played one of his best games of the season against a really good team on the road the next game. Those are the kind of things people remember. And they're the kind of things, quite frankly, your coaching staff or, you know, 
potential incoming coaches, they were, they know that stuff about players around the league. Um, obviously, given with the Flyers' uncertainty going forward with who will be behind the bench and all those sorts of things. So true. You've heard Mike Yo talk about accountability a lot this year because the team's not where it wants to be. So accountability is a big topic of discussion, and he constantly says it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it. And uh, that was a good for Rasmus Ristolainen to go out and do it, show that he was accountable, and 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 turn the page. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Guys, switching gears a little bit, Claude Drew was playing down, or not down in Florida, but with Florida up in Montreal, making his Florida Panthers debut as the Flyers were in battle in St. Louis. Taryn, just how weird was it to see Claude Drew in a Panthers jersey? Weird, and somebody pointed out, too, on the Barkov goal that he had an assist, one of the assists that he had, it was him and Robert Haig with the assists, and you're like, oh. <laughs> um, but, no, it was strange. Um, it is going to be scary seeing what him and Barkov can do in the postseason. I, and I think, you know, it's – to me, it almost feels like, and I'm sure people will like get all irritated with this, but when when Tom Brady went to the Bucks and Pats fans were like, all right, well, if there's any NFC team I'm rooting for, I guess now it'll be the Bucks. For me, it's like, all right, with the Flyers out of the playoffs, I don't really have a rooting interest. But if I do, it, it's it's Claude and it's the Panthers now as well, just because I think they're they're fun to watch. It's him and Barkov are gonna be so scary together. Um but it is strange. It's definitely weird. It's just weird. It's, I mean, my whole, since I was what in high school, G has been on this team since I was like 15. So <laughs> like more than, or like half of my life, uh, Claude Drew has been a flyer. So to see him in a Panther sweater, it's just bizarre, but good for him. I mean, he gets there and I think his first assist was less than a minute into the game or something. So, um, Clearly productive. <laughs> Clearly good move for Florida. I, I know. As you're seeing Drew put up two assists in that game, I couldn't help but think, like, he's going to rack up assists on this team. It's just what he does and the talent around them. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Like, Taryn, I'm with you. Weird seeing him in that Panthers jersey, but it's going to be fun to follow. Joe, how good do you think he could be down there in Florida? Well, their list of forwards, it, it seems to never end. Because um, Taryn mentioned Barkov, and then you could say – Uberdo, you could say Anthony Duclair. Uh, I mean, it's just it's on and on and on with the guys that put up points on that team. And you know, to see him immediately slide in on the wing on that first line and and first power play, I mean, the sky's the limit for the amount of points that he can put up. I mean, we're seeing Uberdo right near the top of uh, the league in scoring all season, 
And now when you add that Giroux will be playing with him and Barkov, I mean, the, the playmaking capability of that lineup is just off the charts. Um, and, you know, you certainly wouldn't want to be a team running into that team in the playoffs. Um, you know, it's um, it. You know, you don't want to start predicting things. Obviously, Tampa's won two straight cups, and um, there's a lot of firepower in the East. But it would seem to come down to goaltending um, with Florida and and health, because I don't know that anybody's putting out a lineup that that stacks up with theirs particularly now that Giroux's in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I think it really could come down to goaltending because, you know, some of these great teams, Tampa, Florida, they can all score. Uh, it's maybe who's going to have the, the more timely saves. But uh, fun debut for Claude Drew down in Florida, and I think everyone's going to be keeping tabs on the Florida Panthers. I mean, Kevin Hayes even said it wherever he goes. He said he's going to have a new team to root for. Joel Farabee said he hopes Florida goes on a deep run because – G absolutely deserves it. So it's kind of cool to see the Flyers support Claude Drew. They know what he went through here, and they want to see him do well. So uh, I think it's a good thing that the team's not in the division and the Flyers don't have to play Florida the rest of the year. It's probably a good thing because that probably would have been awkward and weird for everyone involved. But all, all pretty good so far for Claude Drew and the Florida Panthers. This weekend, Flyers avalanche tonight in Colorado, Friday night on NBC Sports Philadelphia with pre- and post-game live, and then also on Sunday at Nashville against the Predators, 6 p.m. Eastern time to start with pre- and post-game live on the plus. Taryn, with this these two games, would I think everyone would consider it a success if they could get maybe one of two. Uh, two really tough teams. The Avalanche lead the NHL. Nashville's in the playoffs uh, in a spot right now. What are you looking for here uh, as we go into this weekend? Uh, from for the Flyers, I think I want to see like the fight and like the grittiness. I think because at this point it's you know for so long we were saying well what do you have to lose and this that and the next thing but at the same time it was a trade deadline and there were veterans and I think there was a there's a lot of heaviness around the team. Um, there's been plenty of talk about people you know Mike Yo I think acknowledged that it felt like there was a certain weight that Clojure carried as he sort of march toward that thousandth game and the trade deadline that followed shortly thereafter. Um, but now you're, you're talking about a lineup that's guys that you know are part of the Flyers' future and young guys who are trying to earn a spot in the Flyers' future. And I think it's just like at this point, everyone should be playing like they've got nothing left to lose and just with every ounce of fight and grit in them for the sake of proving what value they have to the future of this team. Um, and to my point before, like I'm looking for individual performances through the rest of the season, honestly. Like I just want to see that Kevin Hayes is okay. I want to see that Joel Farabee is is contributing at the level that he's contributing at. I want to see Cam Atkinson, you know, scoring. I know he's kind of streaky, not quite as streaky as JVR, but, you know, the way Cam has been. Um I, I want to see those individual performances, but I think part of those individual performances is just playing with a sense of pride for who you want to be to the future of this team. And so I think when you look at like a Colorado team, that's, you know, among the best in the league for the entirety of the season, you go, all right, well, they're professionals and we're professionals and sure they've got plenty of talent, but I'm sure they're trying to 
be mindful of getting to and uh my screen just went black so that's okay um and uh and the the flyers should be playing like yeah they want to preserve health for all their guys going forward but also I mean, if you're an if you're an Owen Tippett, if you're a Hayden Hodgson, if you're a Cam York, if you're whoever Morgan, Fr I mean, if I'm Morgan Frost, I'm playing every single game. Like the coaches come in and said, if you don't produce this game, I'm sending you down to Lehigh. Not in that like punishment, but just like, hey, my ass is on the line here, and I need to be absolutely everything I can be for this team right now. Um, so that's more what I'm looking for. This is just a great podcast for me between the construction, the ambulances. I got a guy across the way who's been staring at me this whole time, guys. You don't even know. Did you wave to him? Did you say hi? <laughs> the Flyers fans are very habitual. And for those who don't keep the those who don't keep their eye on the entire league the whole season, only get to see this Colorado team two times. And just when you look down the stats, and you think about Kale McCarr and McKinnon, and you realize Nazem Kadri actually leads them in points. So we talked about the deep lineup with Florida. This lineup actually compares with that team, and the Flyers, you know, we don't get to see them that much. But you're looking at a guy like Kale McCarr, a defenseman that's kind of revolutionizing the position. He has 71 points and is a plus 38 on the season for a defenseman. That is insane. Those numbers are, are just there's something you don't see, and he's third on their team in scoring behind Nazem Kadri, Mika Rotnin, and then Nathan McKinnon is after those guys, and then you keep going down. Their captain, Gabriel Landeskog, has 59 points in 51 games. So, I mean, they have the list of guys that is – they are five deep in guys that are averaging more than one point per game. And, you know, that – so – <laughs> to say this will be a test and you want to see some fight, if the Flyers hang with this team, that's exactly what you want to see because these guys are loaded and they're playing their best hockey. And, you know, quite before the season, I picked them and Toronto to be in the Stanley Cup final. Don't think that Toronto thing is going to pan out, but I certainly would still pick this team to make the final. No, they're absolutely loaded. It's so true, Joe. And, yeah, you know, inside the – locker room and Mike Yo, they're not looking for moral victories, but for us, we can certainly keep an eye out for them. And I think moral victories would be just playing in tight games, showing up and hanging around, like being with these teams. Cause uh, I'm not sure the Flyers really have any business beating Colorado uh, and beating Nashville certainly won't be easy. So I think tight competitive games, playing in environments that are tough to play in and hanging with these teams. I think the Flyers can use that. They can, they can build off of that. They can say they they were right there with Colorado or they hung tough with Nashville or they were in tight spots in the third period and having to execute under pressure in tight games. You just don't want to see blowouts. I think if the Flyers are in it, uh, there's some victories there. So can I update you guys on the saga that I'm dealing with over here? Yeah, how's your friend? So he left. <laughs> he was taking a smoke break. He does construction at the building across the street. Um and then now I get telemarketer calls at least four an hour, like legitimately at least four every single hour. I got 20 yesterday before noon. And every time they call, it kicks me off of hearing or being able to speak to you guys. And I got two 
in a span of five minutes just now. So next time someone calls and I get kicked off, I'm probably just going to leave the podcast and cry. <laughs> so you got the construction, you got the telemarketers. I'm having a full third period collapse is what I'm dealing with over here. Full blown and, collapse. And Taryn, you got a 9 p.m. puck drop tonight. Dude. And I had a four. I, did we talk about this after we started recording or no? The alarm, the fire alarm at my building went off at 4 a.m. No warning, no fire, no emergency whatsoever. And then I was awake from 4 until now because I can't <laughs> nap. So guess what? Flyers pre and post game live, absolute mess tonight. Absolute mess. Get ready. Buckle up. I'll be drinking five-hour energies like they're water. <laughs> That gives you all the- And we'll be in there with Scott. We'll be in there with Scott Hartnell amongst My eyes the uh, taped open. UCLA and North Carolina fans. Eyes yeah. taped open. I mean, and Scott's oh, not going to help because when I go off the rails, Scott just encourages it. So, <laughs> you know, so does Al. Who am I kidding? This show. What are we doing? What, are, what am I doing ever? Well, at least we have fun with it because. Do know, we, Joe? We've needed we? it this season. Do we? <laughs> You have to have fun or you're going to cry. Normally, it's, normally I've got Taryn 30 seconds to rap. And then Scott and Joe or Scott and Al are talking about Lord knows what. And I need to figure out how to get us off television. And guess what's going to happen tonight? I'm not going to get us off television. I'm lucky if I'm going to get on television. So if there's ever a reason to tease the program tonight, it's just whatever hysteria is going to happen. I can't wait for another telemarketer to call me in the middle of this rant and me to just get cut off and not call back in. And if you think I'm joking, I'm not. I will not call back in. <laughs> I'm so sleep deprived and over caffeinated right now. Flyers fans, you have all the reason right now to tune into pregame live. And I put on. I, if, if you're watching on YouTube, I put on this lip gloss, thinking it looked nice and it's new, and I look like Miranda Sings. So that's not great either. And if you don't know who Miranda Sings is, Google it. It's not great. So. I'll be honest, I don't, but now I'm going to have to Google it, and I hope everyone else does, too. She's a parody character. She's a parody of a person, and I look like her. not a bad person to look like. You didn't Google it. No, I didn't. I know. (laughs) So, everybody pray pray that I get a nap time in. Yes. Taryn's about to get that nap, but this was a great podcast. Great all was the way it? around. Was it? <laughs> was it really? But Taryn and Joe, thank you so much. As always, that's a good way to go off for us. Um, great seeing you. Great chatting with you guys. Glad it went fully, very smoothly. Um, <laughs> but more to cover here with Flyers. Uh, two games over the weekend. We'll have it all on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, catch pre and post game live produced by our very own Joe Fordyce hosted by our very own Taryn Hatcher. Thank you guys very much. Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, big time. Thanks to him and Flyers fans. As always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers talk podcast presented by great railing, wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. I apologize to you fans listening and to our sponsors. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack. 
and the shoulder like a passing lane? Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.